This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Brentford Fan Show. The latest on the bees. All the gossip from Griffin Park. Plus, you Reds getting vocal on the socials. The Brentford Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, city. Love Sport Radio, Thursday evening, nine, uh, two minutes past nine. Uh, we hope you're enjoying yourself. It's time for a bit of Be Sotted and Brent for joining me this evening. Billy the Bee Grant, of course. Uh, Dave Laney Lane. And a, a bit of new blood to uh, the Love Sport Studios. Edward the Headwood. Yeah, here he is. Just thank a, you, thank very you for having me along, guys. Bri- briefly introduce me to that name. Uh, Ed, massive head. Uh, went to school and it is stuck by that to this day. Bullies. Okay. That's right. We we like to rotate our characters. You know what I'm saying? Like we've got all sorts of characters I, in the besotted crew. I, I thought you brought in John Hartson. <laughs> you look, you look very much <laughs> like John Hartson. <laughs> not got the scar. Um, chaps, first and foremost, not the best of weeks for Brentford. We've had better weeks. You've had better weeks. We've Millwall had worse. And, we've had and, worse. And Cardiff. I mean, Cardiff. Very quickly, I want to touch on this before we head into the fans' audio. Were you robbed? We were bullied. We were bullied. We weren't robbed by Cardiff. We were robbed by Millwall, but fair play to them. They did what they had to do. Cardiff, at the end of the day, they knew what they had to do. Boom, boom, boom. Bish, bosh, bash. They bashed us out of the game. We didn't get the three points. Neil Warnock is a wily old fox, it, isn't it? It looked like, the, the Cardiff game in particular, it looked like watching a loved one get mugged. Oh, It wasn't a great analogy, but it wasn't, it wasn't beautiful to watch either. It was, you know, it was the beautiful game versus the, the Warnock game. They, they were selling neck braces at the terraces, you know, for us, <laughs> like, you know, because the ball was up there all the whole time. Every time they got the ball, hoof, up in the air. Look, Bill, as long as it wasn't a half and half scarf, I'm happy. No, you know. certainly we wouldn't tolerate that. You know, but we, listen, we're not bitter. They did the job, and to be fair, you know they'll be getting 150 million if they go up next are, year. Are they? Are they the ones that you think? Are, are they going up automatically? What, 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 what you want to say is, that are they the ones that stop Fulham going up? Oh, oh! I think we should come back to that after we talk. <laughs> Let, to the let's, fans. let's go. Let's let's go into a bit of the fans. Or let's hear what uh, the Brentford fans had to say, and after. the Cardiff and the Millwall fans, and the. All of them. It's a, it's a bumper edition. Let's go. 
I thought it was a fantastic second half. It was one-way traffic. But as you said, a goal in the first minute. Um, a man off already, Bieland. Um, and the writing was on the wall from that point. Yeah, George Savile, of all the players, George Savile, you knew he was going to pop up. You knew he was going to do it. Fair play. He, he took his goal. He took his chance well. It opened up for him. We stood off. Um, there was a man down. Should we have stopped play that early on? Who knows? Who cares? You know, that's football. He took his chance. He took it well. He enjoyed his moment. We didn't. I mean, we played Millwall off the park for 89 minutes of that game. Um, Millwall took their chance. The rest of the game, we we dominated. You know, you watch the performance and you think, well, Millwall earned that and they deserve that because they battled from, you know, minute one, quite literally. We, we huffed and puffed, but we couldn't blow anything down. I think we had like five minutes in the second half where we challenged you. Apart from that, I thought you guys had the run in the second half. You should have done it, but you didn't. Not very funny. Brentford were pretty good, but we won. To moan about how Cardiff play all you like, and it wasn't particularly pretty, but it's effective. Often the teams we play that are big and strong and play to the edge of the rules aren't good. There's some fairly talented players there as well. They're a good team. They're second for a reason, and we need to work out how to play against them, and more importantly, how to defend against them. We're not there yet. I mean, look, we played well. Nice, pretty possession football, but just no cutting edge again. Second half, there was a period where every time they got forward, they looked like scoring. <laughs> Probably could have been 6-1 tonight, to be fair. I'd rather come and watch us as opposed to watching that every week, but it's effective. That's, it's a typical Warnock side. It's been a dream day. Like We didn't even expect another to drop points today, so be seven points is an absolute boosty bonus tonight. Ebby bangs on about that we have the lowest passing rate, but the one start accounts in this league, we have the most touches in the opposition box, and that's how you get goals. So as they say, listen, that's the fans from both the Millwall game and the Cardiff game. We, we talk to fans as we do. We've got chums. Cardiff fans, Millwall fans, um, everywhere. And uh, we didn't do the business. But if you ch- check out Besotted Podcast, comes out every Thursday morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. Go to besotted.com. It's there. You'll hear more fans talking, more fans moaning. You'll even hear the Hungarian fans that we picked up at the game. We met two Hungarian fans when we did the Bermondsey crawl from Bermondsey down to Millwall. And they were sitting beside us and they were going to West Ham. We managed to convince them within half an hour to tear up their tickets to West Ham and come to the Millwall game with us and they loved it which is all good I'm not sure they would have passed the uh, Love Sport bleep test though they they, they, they didn't know many words in uh, English it's not Love Sport it's Ofcom yeah. <laughs> but they, yeah no they didn't know many English words but they, they, they knew a few yeah. that, that aren't quite for the airwaves yeah, they, had, they had a good afternoon though they, they had, had a very afternoon. very good afternoon they probably had a better afternoon than we did to be quite honest with you but, but, you know but at the end of the day I mean listen you know it wasn't, it wasn't the best, because Millwall, like I said to you, they scored a goal in one minute. George Savile, he, he, he did enjoy his goal, didn't he? And he did actually celebrate very hard, and uh, apparently there was reasons for his celebration, weren't there? Yeah, I... I... <laughs> We have to be honest about this, don't we? George Savile had returned to Griffin Park since he left, and we did give it to him quite badly. So, you know, he, he, he obviously heard what was what was shouted at him, and he'd stored it up, and he, he was on a bit of a mission. So, scoring a goal in the first heart, first minute against your ex club, then I guess it's it's kind of like I, I don't know about you guys. I didn't have any problem with that at all, uh, with what he came out and said. You know, I, I like to give a little bit of grief back to the fans. Millwall is now my club, and uh, if we had signed a player from another club and they rocked up and they celebrated in front of their fans, we'd be bigging them up for it. We have signed players from other clubs. Who have scored against them and, and <laughs> celebrated in front of them. I don't think there's any problem with that. Nah, no problem at all for me. There's no no problem with that at all. Um, 
you mentioned and in, in, in sort of you know talking before the show Andreas Bielen's injury and Dean Smith's comments is this just the opportunity for Chris Meppham again he's, he's, he's such a gifted youngster isn't he yeah, is um, Chris Meppham is, is is certainly going to be stepping up, and he will be a you know a, a first team mainstay for for next season. He's got his call up today for for the Wales full squad, um, and you know he's he's uh, he's fully earned it. Uh, uh, but what we do have to laugh a little bit about, and we shouldn't laugh because the guy got injured, and it's not fair. But before the before the in the warm up, apparently BLN went. He got a little tweak in the warm-up, and he went to uh, he went to Dean Smith. He said, Are "You all right?" He goes, "Yeah, I know my body. I'm I'm fine." Or he said, "I'm I'm fine." And Dean Smith said, "He knows his body. He's fine." And he got injured in the first minute, and apparently his injury and people might be correct me on this. Apparently, it was, he said it was a, his Achilles had gone or something like that, or his, his Achilles had gone. And we thought, okay, but he knows his own body. A couple of days later, they find out it was something like his thigh. So I mean, not be funny. Yeah, like, no, but you everyone knows that your elbows connected to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you everyone knows that. That's true, actually. My elbow's connected to my knee bone. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, we, you listen to all these like top top level Premiership footballers that go. I really wanted to play that game, and if I had an injury, I'd do you know what? I'd rather play the injury and take the knock and crack on from there. Ten past nine on Love Sport Radio. We're here with the chaps from Be Sotted. We're already talking body parts. You can give us a tweet at Love Sport Radio. You can also give us a call and talk all things Brentford this evening. 0208 7020 558. I am not surprised NME is stabbing its magazine. It never had me on the front cover. That'll sell a million. Love Sport. A spokesman said dot com. The website fighting for you and saving you money. The Pitbull is back tackling London's big drive home, and he wants to convert you. All the sports, all the news, and none of the nonsense. The Brian Moore Show drives you home weekdays from 4pm. Give him a try on a great station for a great city. Love sport. P.S. Last one to the bar after has to strip naked and do something terrible with a carrot. Those rugby boys, eh? You've been getting in touch with us on social media, at Love Sport Radio, on Twitter, on Facebook and Instagram. We're reading out your tweets this evening. And we've had a tweet in from uh, Mark, who's tweeted at Love Sport Radio, saying, As you didn't turn up against Cardiff, can you do the same favour for us now you're not in the promotion push anymore? From a Fulham fan who heard that your last form rating on last week's show said you should be fourth with loads of... Um, you know the, you know the crying laughing faces? You, you, you put three of them. Listen, oh, the emoji listen, yeah. They could put the crying laughing faces, but we keep crying and laughing when we think four... One, but anyway, we won't. Get <laughs> <laughs> three, three, one this season. Three, one, okay, yeah. Yeah. three, one even this season, yeah. yeah. But anyway, listen, we're playing Fulham in a few weeks, and we know the fact that we got some Fulham mates. We got chums in Fulham as well. You know, we know the Magic Mod, we know the Fulhamish Posse, we know the all the characters. However, we know they're all very nervous about us coming to Craven Cottage because when we come to Craven Cottage, we don't mess about, do we? We we enjoy our days out at uh, the cottage in their bouncy, bouncy, bouncy castle stands they have behind the goal. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to be playing for there then it looks like it looks like Fulham will be um, pushing for a playoff place and it's up to us to ruin it for them 
I mean, talking about Millwall, let's just flip it onto the Cardiff game because there's a few, there's quite a few bit of chats. I mean, my man from Fulham, thank you very much for your comments there. You know, we didn't turn up against Cardiff. For the first 20 minutes, we actually did turn up. And even Neil Warnock turned around and said, actually, Brentford were brilliant in those first 20 minutes. Malpay scored a goal. We should have scored a second goal as well in those first 20 minutes. And he said they were unplayable. But unfortunately, we made the error. We did the, the things that we did. They came back into the game. And and we got out-muscled from that game as well. We asking the question now, listen, we, we, this happens a lot. Fulham may laugh, very similar to them last season as well. They're playing pretty football, they get out muscle from the game. They've got their striker in there now and it's changed their game. Do we need to change the tactics that we play? Do we need to change our style of football or do we just need to just tweak it a little bit? I mean, we, we had a chat about this uh, previously uh, about before we cabled on and my, my view on this is, is pretty simple. We, the amount of times I've walked away from Griffith Park this season and said... If we come up against a team that puts 11 men in the box because they know how we're going to play and all we do is go to the channels and whip it into the corner, we're not, with Neil Malpe, we're not going to get those headers, we're not going to score those goals. Sorry, a lot of people don't know, why, why not Neil Malpe? Uh, Neil, pa- Neil Malpe is uh, not the tallest of fellas, probably 5'9", something like that. He's, he's, he's a quick off-the-shoulder striker, but not, not your tall header striker. So if we're whipping those balls in, chances are you, your big 6'4", centre-back is, is going to knock it away. So we've got 11 men behind the ball, so do we change our style of play to suit Neil Malpe? Do you, well, do you do that? Or does Dean Smith need to maybe work on his own managerial game, his tactical game, and sort of learn how to adapt to play against different teams? You know, you see teams who will go with a back three, sometimes a back four, you know, a midfield three, a midfield four. They will change it up. Is it a case of, Dean, your tactic is wearing off? Well, you know, we, we've seen Chelsea recently park the bus against teams that they know that are going to be out out footballed against. Um, we're not being out footballed. We're, we're we're just being out. We're being out hoofed. Um, and and the, you know, the, the best tweet of the other night was, you know, we 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 there was death by a thousand hoofs. And you know, the, the, we we were up against this real area aerial bombardment. I, I, as a fan, you know, as a I'm not a director of football. It isn't my job to to, to come up with a you know the antidote to this but as a fan i i am actually happy watching the way we play i don't actually want us to 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 kind of play percentage football the the percentage football i like is the 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 possession possession lovely and listen i love the way we play football it's really interesting because loads of fans turn around to us and we're going to talk to borough fan we're going to be talking to rob from fly me to the moon fmttm he's the borough fanzine as well and they play beautiful football with malbray years back in the past but they had to flip their style and he's going to give us a little bit of his thoughts on that but my view is that i i love the way that we play our football but surely we can't keep it going on Every year in and year out, losing to your Ipswiches, losing to your your, your 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 Cardiffs, losing to your you know drawing to your Burtons and teams like that who play a particular type of football. The championship is a marathon, not a sprint. It you is. have to continually adapt because for every Fulham you encounter, you are going to encounter a Cardiff City. Who, let's be fair, on paper their squad doesn't look amazing, but they are effective in what they do, and they were strong and they were hard. Honestly, they were, but. You talk about Fulham, and I know my man Fulham is listening to the show. Thanks for listening to the show as well. We appreciate it. Anyone can listen to the show, which is all good. However, we almost love 
playing Fulham. We prefer to play Fulham because we know the style of football matches us and it's different. We know that when we when we had Burton, we thought, oh, now it's Burton. What's going to happen here? But we love playing teams like that because if we pass it around, it's almost like who's going to outpass each other and who's going to score each other more. But the, the style of play suits us on many levels. The, suit, the style of play suits us because we can develop players that other clubs want. They can see that they're really great footballers. Um, we're not... We're we're not playing this big game that no one no one wants those kind of players. There's only there's only probably four or five teams in the whole division that want to play that way, and that's either to survive or bully their way out of it. So that those I would say five or six teams probably in this division come out and play football. Now most of these teams sussed out Brentford. Now they they know the football we're going to play. I would say that a team like Fulham, and I'm looking forward to the Fulham game, Fulham are going to play football against us. They're not going to do a Cardiff against us. They're going to come out and play football, which makes me think that we're actually in a better chance to play our style of play, score goals and, and win the game rather than coming up against no, a team that sits 11 men back. Listen, you know, that, that, that game at Craven Cottage is going to be an absolute monster of a game. They, 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 they've got every chance of out-footballing us on the day. You know, they, they've, they've been on a, a really great run and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the games of the season. Uh, 0208 70 20 558. You can have your say on all things Brentford this evening. You can tweet us as well at Love Sport Radios, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're on all the socials. Let's talk to Mark. He's called us this evening on Love Sport. He wants to talk about Brentford's style of football. Uh, Mark, good evening. Oh, good evening. How are we doing, guys? Could, could you turn off your show? radio, principal, please, Mark? Yeah, just doing that now. Hello. Hello, Mark, mate. How are you doing? So we, we find um, we find desk but, lamps, not lampposts. <laughs> Ma- Mark, <laughs> yes, I, Mark, sorry, I've I've made the point that maybe it's a case of Dean Smith needs to adapt himself and 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 change according to the opponent, so that Brentford are more effective in the long run. Would you agree with that? 
I would, yeah. You know, we we play a certain style of football, home and away. In fact, you know, we 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 probably are more successful in our style of play away from home. But I do agree, we need to find some sort of plan B. But that, you know, uh, that might mean playing ugly. Would the fans like it? Probably not. Um, but we do need to find a way of, of getting around these teams, you know, and there's there's several of them in the division and they're all up the top or in, in contention. But, you know, that style of football will will inevitably lead them to struggle in, in the Premier League if they get up there and they'll be straight back down. But, you know, Dean Smith, yeah, you know, he's he doesn't seem to have a big plan B, but we need to find something. You know, I'm, I'm just the old bloke on the new road. You know, I don't know what the answer is, but we need to look... To, to get round this um, this system of play that, we're, that, that we encounter and can't seem to overcome. Oh, and listen, there's two things we also got to think about. Listen, we're in a very good position with Brentford. We don't want to do a Charlton, as we say, where Charlton got too big for their boots when they were in the Premier League, doing very well, and they thought we need to change it all next minute. They found themselves in the second or third division. And also the other thing is that, but on the flip side of it, is that, you know, if you're an advancing club, as Laney said, we need to, everyone needs to look at where we're going and what we need to do. And the fact is that we find it really frustrating. These teams come down to us and they do us, right? We play better football than them. So th- there is some solution in there somehow. No. Mark, Mark, yeah, and, Mark. and ultimately, you know, the way these teams play against us, it is a compliment to our style of football. You know, when when you look at the stats, and I know you know what people say about stats but we've had the most shots at goal in in the division by by quite a long way um so it's entertaining you know we do we need to find a 35 goal a season man yes we do um will we possibly probably but at the moment we don't have it and and that's where we're kind of our style is being negated Mark, uh, thank you very much for joining us on Love Sport this evening. You can have your say, like Mark. 0208 70 20 558. You can tweet us as well at Love Sport Radio. We've had a tweet and I will be reading that out right after a quick break. So many people are now overweight. I say life is like a box of chocolates. It doesn't last long if you're fat. Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't spit at you if you criticise us. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. From the case files of Miss Maureen 118212. The case of the missing vicar. Well, he wasn't missing. Someone just needed his number to invite him to the garden fete. I found it instantly. Just call me Maureen Directory Inquiries. <laughs> Oops, more tea, Vicar. Maureen! 118212. Calls to Maureen 118212 cost 449 per call plus 449 a minute with a minimum one minute charge plus your phone company's access charge. Don't take no from no one. Wise words from a wise man, namely me, the spokesman. So if your car insurance quote is too high, tell them to sling their rook and let my guy sort it. We've got the deals from the players, but they won't get out of line. Because it's easy to compare, switch and save at thespokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. Look, 50% off bed sheets. And these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum. She's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. 
you didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. You could visit 10, 20, 50, 100 car dealers. Or just visit Car Giant with giant choice and giant savings. Car Giant. Here at the Claims Guys, we'll conduct a thorough search to discover if you ever had PPI. And if you did, well, we can deal with your bank and do all the legwork for you. But if you don't text SEARCH to 6677, you'll never know. Text SEARCH to 6677 now. The Claims Guys. Let me tell you, Fulham, similar to West Ham, but more of it. Great with some ketchup, seriously. Love sport, the warm-up. Don't worry, we'll be ready sooner than Big Ben's bell. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. 9.24 on Love Sport. We've had a tweet in from Matt, who's uh, tweeted us at Love Sport Radio, asking, does Chris Meppham getting his full call-up justify Tarks, James Tarkovsky, and Mawson, Alfie Mawson, being sold? Who wants in it? Uh, the... Alfie Mawson's sale is something that's going to divide probably a lot of fans for quite a long time. Um, he, he wasn't given his full chance at Brentford um, for whatever reason. You know, he, he, he decided that his, his, his future lay elsewhere. He got he got a deal to to, Bur- to Barnsley. Um, he did particularly well there, and then obviously he's moved to Swansea. Although he didn't get his chance at Brentford, Brentford actually got quite a lot of money f- for that, you know it was is it, in the millions that we, we got for someone that never played for us it's a missed opportunity but, you know, we, we, we have to say good luck, go, go, go and pr- prosper elsewhere. Just interjecting with Mawson very quickly, I think the final stages of his development were at Wickham Wanderers when he went on loan. Yeah. You know, he paired up with Aaron Pierre again, who was yeah, at Brentford, yeah. and Mawson was 100% the better out of the two players. I watched him for a season. He was fabulous, and I think he showcased himself to the Football League. I mean, we're going to talk about maybe the Alfie Mawson on the Besotted podcast, besotted.com. Just check it out, because there's a little story about there about, you know, maybe how he didn't quite make it, and I think he's revealed to one of our little posse about what the story is behind why he didn't really make it, you know, which at Brentford, which is interesting but with Alfie Mawson um, he was a great player right yeah um, Alfie Mawson if, if you were in that position as gaffer at the time would you have taken Tarky or Dean out of that team would you have put Mawson into it no you wouldn't have and and, and now he, he got into a position where he needed first team football he went out on loan went to Wickham and now look where he is. That, that's just the way it happened. But again, then this, I think this sums up the whole thing. I mean, if you go to Brissot, we talk a lot about our B team and our B team, which we love the B team because it's, it's got a path through to the A team, as we say. A lot of the B team players, they've got this whole system set up where they're going to the A team. So we talk about Chris Meppham. He was exactly the same thing. They set a path through to him actually playing for the Brentford A team. With Alfie Mawson, he didn't see any way that he was going to play for the B team. Even though he was a decent player, he didn't. And maybe there's certain things, he got signals where they didn't think that he was going to be coming through to be a first-team player. So he thought, I'd rather go to Wickham. I'd rather go to Barnsley and play football there for 500 quid a week rather than wait my time at Brentford. You know, So that, to me, 
is a very key thing and the difference between Brentford then which was what three years ago than it is Brentford now yeah. I, I, I think you know the, the fans wouldn't have accepted that you know a rookie coming in at a time when we were fighting for our championship survival or we weren't confident of our championship survival but they did it they would have done it now though but that's what I'm saying they, they would have been more comfortable now we, we, we've, we have more confidence and we have tr- more trust in the the, the kind of the, 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 the situation the, the, you know the, the, the way the club is set up at the time we it was post-Warbs and we were a, li- a little bit shell-shocked it wasn't even post-Warbs it was Warbs scenario yeah precisely so still in that team in that the team that is now I would say is completely different to the team we have at the moment but also I mean it's interesting you talk about Alfie Morse we've got to talk about Tarkowski as well he's mm. another player who was a Brentford player and uh, he uh, he played for us and he was he was you know he's a great player unfortunately he went on strike so he put a little bit of a bad taste in Brentford fans mouths but at the end of the day to be fair to Brentford they put a clause in his contract they said we'll sell you to Burnley for X amount of money about 3 million or whatever it may be we got a sell on clause for him but also we said if you play for England we're going to get more money and the fact is that he's going to play for England the reason why we put that contract that clause in is because Brentford knew he's going to play for England so you've got to give props yeah. to the characters no, it's, it's true and you know um, Tarky being playing for England will get Brentford for half a million quid um, and if if he if he plays a full qualifying game or a tournament game he'll get, we'll get a million so it's, it's a not a bad bit of business and also we, we are we're clearly learning by our mistakes we you know there, there were mistakes over Mawson um, and you know we're not making the same ones with Mepham and, and I think that is very that's we, we need to take confidence from that our, our defence at the moment including our centre-backs there's a debate between all fans about who should be our centre-back pairing um, and and the, the way it is now you know we lost Mawson Mawson is going there Tarky Tarky went and did his thing we're going to make a, cu- a couple of quid off the back of it I said to you guys earlier do you think that Tarky out of the six probably centre-backs in England is probably going to get a game. For me, I don't think he will. Um, I, I don't think he'll be in the plane. I think there are six centre-backs in England that will, will get that position yeah, ahead of him. There's this stiff competition there, but we, you know, we also can't ignore the fact that Egan's got a call-up for Ireland. So, you know, there there is international call-ups throughout our squad and, you know, that's something that has not happened in my lifetime. It's, uh, it's good to see... Brentford learning from the mistakes on Tarkovsky. I mean, he really has emerged under Sean Dyche after the brilliant work that was put in at Griffin Park. And I'm pleased with Mepham as well. You know, I, I really, really have watched him this season and he is a fabulous player, isn't he, Bill? He's a very, very good player. Like I said to you, he's an old head on young Calmness shoulders. Calmness personified. You know that, man, as well. Exactly. And, and the Bielend beside him as well, because Bielend... He's, he's come up because of, of, of him beside him. Um, Bielen, we had a lot of doubts about him because we thought he's very slow. We thought that, you know, he wasn't going to make He had the injury last season and he got a really slow start. But slowly we just realised at the end of the day, you may not be the fastest person in the world, but his positioning and his knowledge of the tactics and the, the pitch is and, really good. And the fact that he really knows his body. He knows he <laughs> does as well. And, uh, you know... Uh, sorry, Bill, just to cut you off, no, uh, no, t- right. taking a look at the score. Oh, finish off your point first. No, there's no problem at all, man. Listen, up to you. <laughs> Manners, as we say at Besotted. Manners. Arsenal 1, AC Milan 1. I do apologise because we, we've got to go for a bit of a try. Arsenal 1, AC Milan 1. Danny Warbeck with a penalty um, and uh, AC Milan grabbing an equal. Well, they open the scoring, in fact. It's 3 1 on aggregate there. Uh, half past nine on Love Sport Radio. We'll be back with the cult, cult heroes, won't we? Cult, cult bees and legends. Cult bees and legends. Look forward to that. Seriously, who puts cream on their scone before jam? People at Talksport do. Losers. Wrong. Hashtag jam first. 
Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy? There'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. A great station for a great city. Love Sport Radio on your Thursday evening. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. 0208 7020 558 this evening. We're going to be looking at your uh, cult bees and legends very shortly. I'll tell you what, um, Bill, take over. Oh, listen, I mean, we've got cult bees and legends. As we said last week, we did the Hang the BJ, which we talked to an old Brentford player and he told us about his favourite tune, which he loved Brentford about. But we're also going to flip it with the cult bees and legends, Laney, aren't we? Yeah, this, we're going we're gonna to use this slot every week to um, kind of just talk about either a player, an incident, or a match that kind of really stands out in our history. And something that's been really niggling at me for the last sort of maybe five, six years is the fact that Chick Brody was a Brentford goalkeeper. Um, he played 199 games for Brentford, and the only thing that anyone remembers him about is being bitten by a dog at um, Colchester United and, and you know it's, it's, a, it's a great you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amusing YouTube clip but it's, it's an incident that ruined a man's career so you know I thought I thought it was actually about time that we kind of redressed the balance and we told a more broader story about Chick Brody whether it be a video clip of a cat jumping out of its skin at the sight of a cucumber or a rampaging dog in Richmond Park being screamed at by his irate owner, it seems we've all become semi-addicted to quirky animal YouTube clips. Most need to be simply laughed at and taken at face value. However, one Brentford-related clip that's been doing the rounds for several years is a little more sinister. And when you scratch a little deeper than watching a stray dog chasing the ball around Colchester's ramshackle old ground, you realise that the incident changed a man's life forever. That's one for Brian Gibbs to chase. There's hardly any chance here. And still that pooch is in it. Brentford goalkeeper Chick Brody was between the sticks at Layer Road that fateful day in 1970 and it was his knee that was in collision with an escaped white dog and however amusing it looks in grainy black and white Brody never fully recovered from that incident and it affected his career in a devastating way it's always been a bone of contention with us here at Besotted that an excellent goalkeeper and a player that helped our club emerge from our 1967 takeover crisis has had his memory reduced to a 10-second giggle. We think it's a massive disrespect. In this week's Colt Bees and Legends, we thought we'd tell you about the real Chick Brody, and although his career was punctuated by several bizarre incidents, how a former Manchester City lad emerged as one of Brentford Football Club's finest shop stoppers is a story that needs to be told. So, Chick Brody, after his national service, he was signed by Stan Cullis at Wolves, and he played in the top flight briefly. He came to Griffin Park via Northampton. He signed as a 26-year-old in 1963 by a bees manager at the time, Malcolm McDonald. What do you remember of him as a goalkeeper? Always give, give 100% to the club, to the team. He was a good team member, but he used to make some very, very, very good saves. But uh, I would put him a 7 out of 10 goalkeeper over the time he was at Brentford. 
It was a very average time for Brentford back then. Things weren't brilliant on the pitch and then we, it built up and built up and then there was that awful 1967 crisis where QPR almost took us over and then that would have changed the course of our history forever. That really tight-knit squad and that bunch of players after 1967 up until we got promoted in the early 70s, they really helped Brentford survive and continue and prove that there was a reason why our club deserved to live. Without a doubt, I mean that quad of players, now you will find they will still meet up together. The Gilsons, the Hawleys, people like that, Stickers, Phillips and Eddie Reeves, people like that still meet up together. Still great camaraderie shit between them now. Charlie, or Chick, he, he was blighted by a couple of incidents. He was involved in the infamous hand grenade incident at Griffin Park where Mill fanned through what was, at the end, a fake grenade onto the pitch. He was in goal at Lincoln City where he made a save and the, and the goal collapsed on his head and they had to wait 45 minutes to treat him and re-erect the goal. And obviously, the, the reason we're speaking today is the infamous dog-biting incident which ultimately cost him his career. There was, there was certainly more to a man than a few calamitous incidents. Without a doubt. I mean, the Anglonade incident, I can remember having a drink with him, talking about that. It was a long time before he knew it was a fake. He said, I just said, he said, oh, I was gone. And somebody said, what's the pin out? He weren't looking for no pin. <laughs> he was gone. The crossbar incident could have been a fatal injury. But as Charlie, he carried on playing again. It didn't affect him. But the, the infamous one, the dog which, unfortunately, the press and still people today find that was amusing. But that dog finished his career. Sometimes you've just got to see it beyond the funny five seconds. Without a doubt. That affected his career. And I know that he wasn't amused by some of the mickey taking of it. So looking back now at his career as a Brentford, Brentford a Hall of Fame member, how, how do you remember Charlie? I got to know Charlie quite well after his playing days. Such an approachable guy. He was a really nice fella. Really nice fella. Family man. Ended up with the taxes. We kept up with Pat Terrick. He was a cab driver as well, Mickey Block. A few of them days, they didn't get £30,000 a week. Maybe I could get 30 bob. So thanks, thanks for Phil Perkins for taking part in that interview and um, hopefully we've, we've done something small to kind of redress the balance with Chick Brody and, and, and his legacy at Brentford. And Phil was at the game, wasn't he? Yeah, Phil was at the game um, and you know, what, what, you know, I had a good chat with him today and, and it's very important that as we're moving into the new stadium that we don't forget the history of our club and you know sometimes that these you know players that don't seem significant to us anymore or players that have been long forgotten are kind of remembered and you know as part of doing my my, my big book of griffin park that is on sale now in the in the club shop you know it, it's something we we ha, we, ha, we can never ever forget our history you know you, you you need to you need to know where we've come from to know where we're going and as we say this i mean we've got a meeting on saturday again it's a new griffin park meeting there's a there's a little consultancy group um, of fans and the club together which is going to be talking about things to make sure we move forward in the right way uh, next week on the podcast as well and, and on and also on this radio show because they're putting the, the spade in the sand at griffin park on monday so we're going to actually lots and lots of audio we're going to be talking to lots of people about the new griffin park but you know which is going to be all good so we need to remember our history arsenal 2 ac milan 1 in the europa league granite xhaka has the goal for arsene wenger's men it's 4-1 now on aggregate uh but this evening we're getting some 
News out of West Ham and following the meeting of the safety advisory group at the London Stadium today, West Ham United welcomed the announcement of a number of safety and security measures which will be implemented for our next home match against Southampton on Saturday the 31st of March. Uh, The first one being police will be present inside and outside of the stadium. They'll be bolstering the response teams, restricting access to the area in front of the director's box and a review of spectator movement around the stadium. That news uh, just coming out to us very, uh, well, not not too long ago from West Ham United following the incidents that took place on Saturday afternoon. Is, is there any news on the bubble-blowing machines? There isn't at the moment. Okay. There isn't at the moment. They will still be what in shame. place. Okay. Uh, on the back of this, we'll be previewing the weekend's fixture against Borough. Many people are saying listen to Five Live and they don't know what they're talking about. Stupid, stupid people. Very, very stupid people. Unlike me, I listen to Love Sport. 558 AM. Online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio. Love Sport. We're just warming up and hoping we don't f*** it up too much in the meantime. Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Big Bills, I crush them, chew them up and spit them out because I am the spokesman. Paying too much for your energy, then have a word and I can find you a better deal because my crew shake down the energy suppliers to find the best prices around and all you have to do is click on the one that's right for you. Compare, switch and save at thespokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. Divorce. It affects every part of your life. You, your family, your home, your finances. And if you're a man facing divorce, perhaps even one you don't want, the situation becomes even more complicated. It's at times like these that you need a professional you can trust. Cordell & Cordell is dedicated to helping men in matters relating to divorce. Call now on 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk, office in central London. A partner men can count on. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you save, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. off bed sheets and these towels why is everything floral because she likes flowers who mum she's staying with us until her extension's built are you joking i told you last week you didn't with up to 70 percent off big brands 20 restaurants and a nine screen cinema you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at london designer outlet savings for all the family hello ldo find us in wembley park see website for details savings on rrp it's only for three months think about this the banter bus. No one really knows where that goes. I have to tell you, that's how it is. No one knows. No one knows. Hello, London. We're Love Sport. We're new to your ears. So while we're warming up, please be gentle with our fragile heads. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven to net a million. Uh, approaching, or in fact, just 
after 20 minutes to 10 o'clock on Love Sport Radio this evening. Let's look ahead to the weekend's fixture with uh, Brentford and Middlesbrough locking horns on Saturday afternoon. And we welcome Rob from the Fly Me to the Moon uh, uh, magazine to the show. Rob, good evening. First and uh, foremost, what can Brentford expect from from Middlesbrough this weekend? Good evening. Um, well, we, we, we're no strangers to each other, are we? We've we, we played, we've locked on a lot of times um, before our brief fling in the Premier League. Um, and I think you know that we've got a pretty good, pretty strong record against Brentford. We've had, um, we've had a bit of a difficult season, though. It was a sort of season we, we were hoping that we would be challenging at the top of the division. Uh, we've changed managers. We've changed quite a lot of players. Um, but I think what you're going to see is quite a disciplined team, as you'd imagine, under Tony Pulis. But what you might not expect is there's quite a lot of flair players and flair players being a, allowed to, to to play as well. So um, um, I think, as always, when we when we meet, it'll be a tight game. And um, I think there should be, having the little bits that I've seen of Brentford this season, I think there should be quite a lot of excitement as well. Listen, Rob. Uh, hello, Rob, mate. How are you doing? Hiya. Fine. Yeah, listen, this is the eighth time we've played in the last, what, last, you know, very short space of time. Mm. We've played, and uh, we still haven't beaten you. And it's really frustrating me, to be quite honest with you. You've beaten us seven times. or No, you've beaten us six times. You've drawn once. And this is the eighth time now. Now, remember we had a conversation. We were in, 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 in the bar afterwards. We were having a right f- yeah. a few beers and everything like that. And uh, you said to me, tell you something, Bill. Brentford play wicked football, beautiful football. It really reminds us of our uh, sort of Mowbray area when Mowbray was your manager. Where we used to play the ball around and we used to have passing, passing, you know. We used to have like 90% mm. passing and all like that. But we never mm. used to put, put the ball in the back of the net. He said it's, it's very similar to that. But then you change your style and you got the Karanka in. He tightened up the defence and then you, yeah. you were very incisive. I'm just wondering, we're sitting down there thinking, do we need to change something with our team? I'm, I'm just wondering, from your experience as a Borough fan, what do you think? Um, I think I think we were sort of coming in the, on the sort of um, the shirt tails, really, of, of court tails, but of, of Swansea. And I think deliberate... Under Mobile, there was a sort of deliberate uh, intent to to increase the passing uh, through through a game, and because um, Swansea made a, a real sort of impact on the Premier League because they played in a different sort of they even passed more than Arsenal, didn't they? But um, it's very important that that it's not just side to side. There's got to be the, the end product, the penetration in the box. Swansea always had a very good finisher in the past, didn't they? The, 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 They've had a, a yeah, succession of really good strikers. So I, I'm, I'm comparing us to Swansea and, saying, and comparing you as well because it was always very, very good to watch. But Swansea always had that uh, that, that player that could get 20-odd goals a season and that takes the pressure off. And Middlesbrough didn't have it under Mowbray. And, uh, and, and, and that, in the end, did for him. It was players like um, Lucas Jukovic, who he played against the, the other week at Birmingham. Um, and he, he couldn't find the net. Um, and... Yeah, if, if if that's if that is if that's been a problem for Brentford, I mean, it can be very frustrating for the fans, can't yeah, it? You, it? It can be frustrating. Yeah. Uh, hello, Rob. It's this Dave here. Um, Hi, Dave. Hello, mate. Um, 
you know, after your, you know, it took you a couple of years to get out of the out of the championship, and, and you had a you know your, your brief season mm. in the, in the prem. You're, you're back again. Um, yeah. you, you're, you're challenging for you know a playoff place. You're not in the automatic shake up. No. You, you 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 know you you know how good this team is compared to the ones that went close or succeeded in the past. How how good is this Middlesbrough team compared to their their predecessors? I think I think this team is. Um a bit like I, I, I don't know too many of the Brentford players. I think that you've rebuilt uh, quite drastically, haven't you, in the last two years? Um, and I think, but Middlesbrough have like rebuilt through this season. So the, the Karanka uh, team that that lost the playoff final, but then the core of that team stayed together. The next season, they added um, a couple of players like Stuart Downing and Gaston Ramirez. They were the added X factor that, that got us up. Um, uh, I don't think this this team can yet compare to that because it's it's only just sort of it's got a few of those players still, but the players around them are only just sort of finding the feet and slotting in. So um, I I I would have, I, I don't think we can we can draw that comparison apart from the fact that Patrick Banford, who was very much in that playoff that playoff team, um, uh, is just suddenly really. Right, right. Really, really uh, scoring goals again. Work, work at, hi there, it's Eddie. Just, just a quick question oh, yeah. from from me, mate. Uh, from from those those sides that we've played against recently, that obviously Borough have done us up. In fact, you, you effectively had us beat before the game kicked off. My question to you is: Do you think this is probably Brentford's best opportunity on on Saturday to 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 beat you? Uh, over the past few games, for for me, when we were watching before, I, I reckon you had us beat before the game. Do you think this is a good opportunity for us to to beat you? It's. I thought. I've thought every time we played at Griffin Park, I've uh, I've expected a really difficult game and got a really difficult game, and they've been they've been really really close. I think the same again. I think yes, you have got a good chance to beat us because we've been pretty inconsistent away from home. But at the same time, we know that this is we're now in sixth place and we're desperate to hold on to the sixth place. And we've got a couple of people playing up front, playing out of the skin at the moment in Adama Traore and Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Um, and and Traore just. He, he just, you, you see, you, I've never seen Pierce like it really since Juninho. Um, so, see, see how they get on. We're not going to fall for that again. You're not going to scare us. You're not going to scare us. No. <laughs> so, so Rob, no wins for. I mean, we actually have not beaten Borough in the league for eighty years. Don't you feel a bit nervous coming down? I mean, I mean all, those kind of sort of <laughs> stats, mate. You know, it's all bound to go horribly wrong, isn't it? <laughs> I see. Um, well. We want to obviously want to keep that record going because there's an international break coming up after this game, and we want to be in sixth place uh, going into that break. It's only a week, but that 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 uh, at this stage of the season, that, that the psychology is everything, and so we want to keep our psychological edge over you as well. And I have to say to all the Brentford fans and all the Middlesbrough fans, buy the matchday program this Saturday. I've written this article of Brentford game against Middlesbrough in 1908. Uh-huh. The the language is just amazing, <laughs> Victorian language or Edwardian language. It's a beautiful bit of match reporting. So tuck in and enjoy. Rob, we're running out of time here on Love Sport Radio this evening. Very quickly, a quick score prediction uh, from you. How is it going to end on Saturday? I think it will be. I think if 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 we score first, we will stay ahead, and I think it, I think it could finish two one. Um, uh, if you score first, then it's going to be it'll be it could be a more exciting game. Um, and I'm going to go for two one in Middlesbrough. 
Rachel, but we like it. Thank you very much, Rob, from the Fly Me to the Moon fan, uh, fanzine for joining us this evening. What a, a great guy to have on to preview that contest that takes place on Saturday afternoon. This is Love Sport Radio. The National Trust, these are great people. Clueless about scones, but some great people. That I can tell you. Love Sport. A spokesman said dot com. The website fighting for you and saving you money. Hey London, fancy putting your finger on our button? Go on, you know you want to. Get up close and personal with us every Sunday night for a dating show with a difference. Extend your digits to divulge your dating disasters. From bad hair days to Netflix without the chill. Sunday nights in London will never be the same. Dating disasters on your London station. Love Sport. You know what? Here we go. Chat. So, we're, we're on air. <laughs> What? Oh, I have a word. You are having a conversation. You've just enjoyed having a conversation now, haven't we? This is real. It's not off the script. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a pro there. Love Sport Radio, <laughs> Thursday evening, doing the late shift tonight is Mr. Lembit Obit. Lembit. Good evening. How's it been tonight for you, boys? It's all right. We would have, if we'd known you were going to be here, we'd have bought the Liberal Nick as well, because hey. he's one of our... Yeah, he's hey. one of our posses. Well, Liberal Nick. It's uh, that, that sounds wrong. Yes. Have you In ever played... some way, it sounds like a shortening of another word. Ha- have you ever played Crystal Palace Guess Who? No, I haven't. What's the point? We need to get in earlier. We will do it again. It's brilliant. But have it's I ever good... told you that I'm a Leicester City fan? Okay, we did. Yeah, yeah, I have been since 1975 because I knew they'd win you last year. have been year. since they won the Premiership. Okay, you're more than welcome to leave now, man. Lembit. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, I'm not now. talking about that. What's later. coming up? So, uh, we've got uh, a, a new transport policy. Apparently, motorbike safety is a big problem. Uh, they represent 1% or 2% of transport in London, but 27% of the injuries. Now, I'm a biker, so I'm not against biking, but we're going to speak to the guy who commissioned this report. That's Keith Prince, the chair of the GLA, Greater London Authority Transport Committee. Find out about that. This next one I love. Um, is it time to set a deadline to make everyone in Britain speak English? Oh. I'm not kidding. That's one of the policies. What do you think about that? Je ne sais quoi. Oh, hey. Say <laughs> la vie. Uh, so we're talking about that. Uh, we, and also, I'd like to hear your opinions on that. Uh, we're talking to someone called Mary Grimm. From the north, yeah. that that's the pizza we call. It's grim up north. Ah. Hey. Very good. We're going to find out how bad it really is up there. Uh, and then, rather sad news this year, this week, uh, Stephen Hawking, the famous physicist astronomer, passed away after a good innings, fifty-three years longer than they gave him to live. We'll be talking to a fantastic astronomer in Scotland about his his life and times, and we'll be looking forward to tomorrow as well. Lots of other things coming up. Uh, I'm here from 10, but let me get out of your hair for now. I want to hear about that podcast we were talking about. That one as well, as well. And also, another thing is, and and I shouldn't really mention this, but I used to work with the Cheeky Girls as well. Oh, touch my program. Uh. In in the words (laughs) of uh, Del Boy. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Bonjour, Lembit. Bonjour. We've, uh, yeah, to. A goal at the Emirates, Arsenal 3, AC Milan 1. It's the England striker, Danny Welbeck, with his uh, his second goal of the afternoon, uh, evening. In fact, I mean... But it depends on what part of the world you're in, to be fair. Very true. After after being sort of ridiculed for being selected by a guy, it's looking quite a shrewd, shrewd selection. Let's go to Twitter. Um, Charlie has tweeted at Love Sport Radio saying, Would you give Tom Field a shout as he's a natural left back? Who wants to bite into that one? I'll, I'll definitely kick off on that one. Uh, I think that Johan Barbe uh, has, has been representing amazingly well at left back. However, as a centre back, as a Brentford player, I, I love I love Johan Barbe, which then leaves the the window open for Tom Field to come in. We've brought him back from loan, 
um, and he's he's just knocking around the club and we're, we're playing a centre-back at left-back. Obviously, Barbe wants games and this might be an opportunity uh, for, for Barbe to slip in and play with Mepham, for me, uh, and, and bring Field in left-back. I mean, and that, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I haven't seen Field play since he's come back. Obviously, he went uh, on loan to, was it was it to, uh, to Bradford City, Bradford, was it? It's Bradford, Bradford City. Bradford, yeah. He didn't feature as much as he should have done at Bradford City, so he didn't have a great spell there. Yes, he is the natural left-back and also he's part of the B-team set-up. Um, whether or not the B-team set-up has moved on since he's come there, I don't know. We shall see. It'll be interesting to see a couple of B-team games. Did he feature in the Rangers game? Because the B-team actually beat Rangers 3-0 the other day. They're doing absolutely wickedly well. Uh, and there should be, a, I think there should be a few players coming out of that B-team going into the game, maybe even against Borough, like Marcus Foss Reece or Cole. Bradley yeah. Clayton, well, the Re- man with two first names. Reese Cole is someone Reece else Cole. I want to see in the team. Um, you know, a friend of Besotted. He's a friend of Besotted. He's not, not just for that reason. He's a, he's a thoroughly nice bloke, but yeah, I think he's a, he's a great footballer as well. So, you know, it, the, these, these players have got futures. I've been asked to ask uh, Head underscore Langdon uh, if he thinks there will ever be a boy born that can outswim a shark. Uh, there will definitely never be uh, a boy born that can outswim yeah. a shark, but unless he's a St Paul shark. Thank you very much, Martin, for your tweet. As a graduate sports therapist magician, I would hope for a better quality question. Chaps, we've got a minute and a half to wrap this up. Billy. Check out our podcast, Ben. It's wicked. Every week we do a podcast, 7am on Thursday, besotted.com forward slash audio you can catch our podcast there as well and also martin allen who is on love sport radio as well he is going to be live he's got stories to tell go to pod, uh, go to com. see the waving martin allen hand click on it you can get tickets for that because literally the tickets have been flying out the door it's gonna be a wicked night you got one minute give us some score predictions saturday two one b's one all draw and i have to be consistent i have to say one all b's oh no one all b's Am I the only one that's going to win there? <laughs> Apart from Rob, yeah. I, I, I reckon we can do him. What's this shark thing? Another story for another day. It's nothing to do with the size of the head or anything, is it? Possibly. Hammerhead. Ah, Hammerhead. That's right. I like that. That's very <laughs> good. Very good, chaps. Uh, B-Sotted is back on Love Sport Radio next Thursday from 9pm. Tomorrow, though. Stadium special next week as well, because we've got the spade in the ground. We're actually putting I'm the looking the forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. And have I mentioned Tomorrow, John Terry's mum? From... No. Whoa, 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 no. whoa. Okay, let's, uh, let's not have any of that. No. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow from 9 uh, so excuse me seven we talk all things Chelsea and uh, from nine we talk Millwall as well Lembit Opig is up next on Love Sport have a great night the dishonest media is about to give you some news so long as it's not fake news and you're making me in a positive light that I can tell you away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.